Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who is risen from the dead. Now, all of you have known Bill much longer than I have, okay? So your mileage may vary here, but I've never known Bill to be a man in a hurry. That's what comes to mind when I think of our brother in Christ, Bill. He was steady. He was deliberate. He was unflappable. He was even keel. He was a man, I would say, who knew what he was about and who knew what he wasn't about. And so he was cool and he was calm. He was fair. He could handle whatever was coming to him with an even steady hand. Now, perhaps that wasn't always the case. Maybe you remember Bill a little bit differently. After all, little boys are often hurrying here and there. And maybe Bill had some of that in his youth, but I have it on pretty good authority that when Bill served at the altar, he was told to hurry up. He was moving too slow. I know what that's like. We have some acolytes who move very slowly. And I kind of like that because I tell them, look, we're never in a hurry. We're not in a rush. We're not caught up. We're in no hurry. We don't need to be troubled. We don't need to be worried. We don't need to be unflappable or flapped because we are with Jesus. Young men are rarely deliberate. Young men are rarely steady. So maybe Bill had his times as a young man where he was in a rush. Young men don't always know yet what they are all about. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they aren't. And I'm told that Bill was quite the left fielder in his day. He probably had some pretty good wheels. I think some of you called him the arm. And so at some point, he had a good arm. Not only baseball, though, Bill also loved playing volleyball. And you have to be kind of quick to play volleyball. You have to be able to react to the ball here or there, to dive here quickly, to dive there quickly. So when I say that Bill was never in a hurry, it's not that I mean he wasn't fast or he wasn't quick or that he didn't get excited. But what I mean was that he was steady, he was deliberate, he was even, he was fair. Age has a way of mellowing out those things in us, doesn't it? So does major heart surgery, like Bill had. But I don't think that it was simply age that made Bill even keel and slow and steady. I don't think it was simply heart surgery that made Bill never in a hurry. I think Bill knew who he was and what he was about, and what he wasn't about. And so we might describe Bill as a man who was at peace. He was at peace. And that peace came not from something inside of Bill, but that peace came from something outside of him, right? That peace came from Jesus Christ. Bill's steadiness, Bill's coolness, Bill's calmness under pressure came from Jesus For it is Jesus himself who was a man who knew who he was and knew what he was about and what he wasn't about. It is Jesus who is first and foremost the steady one. Jesus is the steadiest of us all. It is Jesus who is first and foremost deliberate, more deliberate than any of us. It is Jesus who is never in a hurry, who is never in a rush, who is never caught off guard, who is never distracted. It is Jesus who is cool and calm and at peace. And Jesus gives that peace to his disciples. You heard the words of your Lord today, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. 
dear friends. That is, do not be shaken. Do not be broken by this day and the sadness that comes with it. Do not be torn apart. Do not be scattered. Let not your hearts be troubled, Jesus says. And he said those words on a night when it seemed like everything was coming apart for him. It was on the night when Jesus would be betrayed into death that he spoke those words. It was on the night when he would be handed over to his enemies, when he would be tried in a court that was far from fair, when he would be sentenced to death by a mob crowd who was anything but cool and calm. And yet Jesus, through it all, like our brother Bill, was never in a rush. He was not caught off guard. He was even keel. He knew who he was, he knew what he was about, and he knew what he wasn't about. And so Jesus was not troubled. He was not troubled when there was all kinds of trouble all around him. He was not troubled then, and he is not troubled now today. We feel the trouble of the world. We feel the sadness of this day, and there's nothing wrong with feeling that. How could you sing that last hymn and not feel some trouble, some sorrow? And yet we are not shaken apart by it. All the earth may shake around us. All the world may be twisted inside out and upside down. All of life may come unglued. But the words of Jesus, the words of Jesus give peace to those who know him. Because the words of Jesus are like Jesus himself. They are unflappable words. They are unshakable words. They are unbreakable words. They are words that, like the one who spoke them, have passed through death, which is the very thing that threatens to rip everything apart. They have passed through death and come to everlasting life. And so the words of Jesus are like our brother Bill. They are cool and calm words. They are even and steady words. They are promises that you can hold on to, that you can go to, that you can trust when everything else is ripped apart and you can know that just like Bill would be even and steady and fair and loving, so will Jesus be. Shall tribulation Shall distress, shall persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword change any of that? No, St. Paul tells us today, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor anything you might imagine, right? Nor height, nor depth, nor a fall, nor any creature can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. That's why Bill was a man who could be slow and steady and at peace. That's why Bill could be a man who was not in a rush or in a hurry. That's why Bill could be a man who was even keel, who was deliberate, who was steady. For he knew the source of his peace. He knew the source of his steadiness. And it is the same now for us here. Bill may no longer be present with us in a way that we can go to him and talk to him and ask him like we wish that he was, but Jesus' words are still for you. And so Jesus says to each and every one of you this day, in this place, let not your heart be troubled. Lo, I am with you always, Christ says, even when everything else is falling apart. I am with you, and I know who I am and what I'm about, and so, so then, may you. Here's how Jesus put it, and just listen to the wonderful peace that comes with these words. Jesus said, in my Father's house, there are many rooms. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you? Would I have told you if it weren't the case? No, 
No, though this night my life will be wrenched away from me, I am going to prepare a place for you. I am doing all of this on purpose, like a little altar boy serving at the altar who knows his place and doesn't have to rush this way or that, but knows just what to do. So Jesus was. So our Lord Jesus was throughout his whole course of life. He was a man who was not caught off guard. He was a man who was not flappable. He was a man who was never shaken because he was sent by God for this purpose. Jesus knew who he was. He knew what he was about. And he also knew what the world was and what the world was all about. He knew that the world that we live in was a world full of trouble, a world full of unsteadiness, a world full of heart sickness, a world full of falls, a world full of pain, a world that was held under the grip of sin, under the curse of death, a world that was captive to hell's lies. Jesus knew all of this, and that's precisely why he was here. That's precisely why he came. He came to do what his father sent him to do, to set us free from those things and to bring us into a place where death cannot touch us, to bring us to a place where all the changes and the sorrows of the world will not have a place, to bring us to the father's house. Jesus knew all of that. He knew what it was that he was come to do, and so he was even and he was steady and he didn't get caught off guard. He knew the cost, too, right? He knew that this building of the Father's house would be no easy task. He knew that it wasn't like, you know, flipping a light switch on a wall. Jesus knew that the cost of saving us from sin, that the cost of saving our brother Bill and each of us from death would be the cost of his own life. But like Bill, he was cool, and he was calm, and he was steady through all of it. Now, again, I don't say all of those things to say that Bill never knew what it was to be excited. I saw the pictures last night. I saw the big grin on his face. He had a wonderful smile. I'm sure. I'm sure that you have wonderful memories of Bill filled with excitement, filled with enthusiasm, filled with happiness. But even in those things, he was still always cool and calm and at peace because he knew the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. He knew that Jesus had come to be his Lord and his Savior. He knew that there was one who had paid his price, that there was one who would pay the price of Bill's sin and your sins. There was one who had come. His Redeemer had come and had taken his death into himself. That's what Jesus came to do. And it is that peace, it is that same peace that is offered to you here today in this place. You have a redeemer, a redeemer who is willing to shed his blood for you. You have a savior who has come into this world not to hold his finger up to the wind and say, what should I do today? I don't know. Maybe I'll figure it out. No, you have a savior who has come to save you, who has come to offer himself on the cross and who is now risen. I know that my Redeemer lives, says Job, and Job knew what it was to suffer. I know that my Redeemer lives, though, and so I can be at peace. Or how does Jesus put it? I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, let not your hearts be troubled. I will come and get you too. Jesus didn't just come to prepare the place for us in heaven. He didn't simply come to offer himself as the price for sin. But he is risen now, dear friends. Our Lord Jesus, Bill's Lord Jesus, is risen to gather his people to himself. And as he has promised, so he will do. 
He isn't a liar. He isn't a man who says one thing and does something else. He is a man who knows who he is and knows what he is about. And so he is a man who fulfills his word. I go to prepare a place for you, and I will come and get you. I will bring you to myself. And this is why we celebrate the life of Bill, because his life is a life that was gathered to the Lord Jesus. In the waters of holy baptism, our Lord Jesus pulled Bill to himself. At his altar, our Lord Jesus fed Bill with the medicine of immortality, with the food of eternal life, with his own body and blood, giving peace, instilling calmness, giving him again and again that forgiveness of sins which washes away, washes away all fears. I go to prepare a place for you, Jesus says, and I will come and take you to myself so that where I am, so that where I am, there you may be. We aren't there yet, are we? Bill is there, and I think probably now, Now he is rushing around in heaven, don't you suppose? I suppose that now that cool and calm and steady and never in a rush and never in a hurry is faded away and he's more like that left fielder. He's more like the center on the volleyball court. He's more like a little boy with that big grin on his face for he is with his Lord Jesus. And how could you not be at least just a little excited about being with Jesus? You know that it's true. To be with Jesus, to be in his presence is better by far. To be with Jesus, to be in his presence is the great joy of Bill Height's life and it is the joy of every disciple of the Lord Jesus. For in his presence, in his presence there is joy forevermore. In his presence there is an end of tears. In his presence there is an end of death. In his presence there is no more sin, there is no sorrow, there is no pain. But everything is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And hasn't he said the same thing to you? I go to prepare a place not just for Bill Height, but I go to prepare a place for all y'all. Jesus always speaks in the plural. I go to prepare a place for all of yous. Let not your hearts be troubled this day, dear friends, for your Jesus, Bill's Jesus, is risen. Let not your hearts be troubled at any time. You can have that same peace. You can have that same confidence that our brother Bill had, for you have the same Lord Jesus. And so you have the same promise, that where he is, you will be as well. You will be with Jesus. You will see his smile. You will see his joy. You will see him rushing around, I think. You will be there in his presence, for you will be with the same Jesus. I go to prepare a place for you, Jesus says. If it were not so, would I have told you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will also come to you again and bring you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be. Today will be full of tears and sadness and sorrow. Today is full of trouble, and there will be many days after today that are full of the same thing. But today is also full. It is full of the words and promises of Jesus. So take heart, dear friends. Your Jesus is risen. Bill's Jesus is risen. And because he is, because he lives, so also will all who love him. To Christ be the glory now and always. Amen.